Welcome to Zikhu Dov Siman, Memory of Ram Goldhar, and today Mazakas Beya Dov Chavzayin, the third parak ain't Sadin. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The Gemara brings an incident regarding examining a Bechar and Yantav. Amivar Dana was a Bechor examiner in the Nasi's house. On Yantav, he would not examine a Bechor's blemish. People went and told Rabbi Ami about this, and he said to them that he's acting properly. The Gemara asks if this is so, since Rabbi Ami himself would examine blemishes on Yantav. So why would he praise Ami for being Machmir? The Gemara answers, Rabbi Ami would examine blemishes on the previous day, meaning Erev Yantav, without issuing a verdict. And then, on Yantav, he would ask the Bechor's owner how the blemish had occurred. Rashi explains that Kohanim would sometimes inflict a wound on a Bechor because of the great bother and expense involved in taking care of it. Therefore, a Kohan is not believed if he reported that blemish occurred naturally and was required to substantiate his claim with the testimony of a witness. Rabbi Ami was often busier of Yantav and only had time to inspect the blemish to determine if it was permanent. On Yantav, he would investigate how the blemish occurred and then pronounce the Bechor blemished. Pointing to the grass, from where is it known that it's prohibited to cause a mum to be inflicted on a Bechor? For it was taught in a bright of the Pusik states, mum will yebo, a blemish shall not be in it. Now I only know that one may not inflict a mum. From where do I know that one may not indirectly cause a moom to be inflicted? For example, that one may not bring dough or press figs and place it on the ear of the whore so that a dog will come and take it, injuring the ear in the process. The Pasuk therefore teaches kol moom any blemish to add this restriction. It says moom, blemish, to restrict the deliberate infliction of a moom, and it says kol moom, any moom, to teach an additional restriction against causing a moom even indirectly. And point number three, the last mission on the daf states, People may not be counted initially into a group to purchase the meat of an animal on Yantav. But they may be counted into a group prior to Yantav to purchase an animal, or they may shek the animal and apportion it among themselves. The more ask what the mission means by people may not be counted, and review the said in the name of Shmuel, that we may not initially fix a price for an animal on Yantav. The Mishnah said that even when no arrangements have been made prior to Yantav, an animal may be selected, shechted, and divided on Yantav if all the financial arrangements are left for after Yantav. The Gemara asks how they ascertain the price of the already shechted and distributed animal. And Rav answers, before Shechni on Yantav, the butcher brings two comparable animals and places them one beside the other and tells members of the group to observe that this animal is like that one in value. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings an incident regarding examining a Bechor on Yantav. Amivar Dana was a Bechor examiner in the Nasi's house. On Yantav, he would not examine a Bechor's blemish. People went and told Rabbi Ami about this, and he said to them that he's acting properly. The Gemara asked if this is so, since Rabbi Ami himself would examine blemishes on Yantav. So why would he praise Ami for being Machmir? The Gemara answers, Ki Rabbi Ami would examine blemishes on the previous day, Erev Yantav, without issuing a verdict. And then, on Yantav, he would ask the Bechor's owner how the blemish had occurred. Rashi explains that Kohanim would sometimes inflict a wound on a Bechor because of the great bother and expense involved in taking care of it. Therefore, Kohan is not believed if he reported that a blemish occurred naturally and was required to substantiate his claim with the testimony of a witness. Rabbi Ami was often busy Erev Yantav and only had time to inspect the blemish to determine if it was permanent. On Yantav, he would investigate how the blemish occurred and then pronounce the Bechor blemished. Pointing to the grass, from where is it known that it's prohibited to cause a moom to be inflicted on a Bechor? For what's taught in Bryce, the Pusik states, moom will yebo, a blemish shall not be in it. Now, I only know that one may not inflict a moom. 
For where do I know that one may not indirectly cause a moom to be inflicted? For example, that one may not bring dough or pressed figs and place it on the ear of the horse so that the dog will come and take it, injuring the ear in the process. The Pasuk therefore teaches kol moom, any blemish, to add this restriction. It says moom, blemish, to restrict the deliberate infliction of a moom. And it says kol moom, any moom, to teach an additional restriction against causing a moom even indirectly. And pointing me through the last mission on the Dab states, People may not be counted initially into a group to purchase the meat of an animal in Yantav. But they may be counted into a group prior to Yantav to purchase an animal, or they may shech the animal and a portion among themselves. The Gemara asks what the Mishnah means by a nimnim, people may not be counted. And Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, a posking damim l'chachila al behem v'yantav, that we may not initially fix a price for an animal in Yantav. The Mishnah said that even when no arrangements have been made prior to Yantav, an animal may be selected, shechted, and divided in Yantav if all the financial arrangements are left for after Yantav. The Gemara asks how they ascertain the price of the already shechted and distributed animal, and Rav answers, maybe shte behemos umamidan zo zo ba'omer zo kazo. Before shechting on Yantav, the butcher brings two comparable animals and places them one beside the other and tells members of the group to observe that this animal is like that one in value. All right, so now we go to our Simberdav Chavzain, and our standard simon is a kazoo. A kazoo, it's the toy musical instrument children blow into that makes a buzzing sound. So here goes. The Rav suspiciously questioned the Kohen on Yantav on how his Bechor happened to develop a natural blemish on his ear that looked like an indentation of a kazoo and why thick remnants were on the other blemished ear, while his group of Talmudim went to get an animal to be shechted and divided on Yantav. So once again, in slow motion, the Rav suspiciously questioned the Kohen on Yantav on how his Bechor happened to develop a natural blemish on his ear that looked like an indentation of a kazoo, a kazoo, that must be run off Chavzayin. The Rav suspiciously questioned the Kohen on Yantav on how his Bechor happened to develop a natural blemish on his ear that looked like an indentation of a kazoo, which reminds us that Rabbi Ami would examine blemishes Arab Yantav without issuing a verdict. And then on Yantav, he would ask the Bechor's owner how the blemish had occurred. Rush explains that Kohanim would sometimes inflict a wound on a Bechor because of the great bother and expense involved in taking care of it. Therefore, a Kohen is not believed if we report that a blemish occurred naturally and was required to substantiate his claim with the testimony of a witness. Rabbi Ami was often busy at Yantav and only had time to inspect the blemish to determine if it was permanent. On Yantav, he would investigate how the blemish occurred and then pronounce the Bechor blemished. So the Rav suspiciously questioned the Kohen on Yantav on how his Bechor happened to develop a natural blemish on his ear that looked like an indentation of a kazoo and why fig remnants were on the other blemished ear. Which reminds us, it's prohibited to cause a moom to be inflicted on the Bechor for the Pusik states, moom will yebo, a blemish shall not be in it. Now I only know that one may not inflict a moom, but where do I know that one may not indirectly cause a moom to be inflicted? For example, that one may not bring dough or pressed figs and place it on the ear of Bechor so that a dog will come and take it, injuring the ear in the process. The Pasuk therefore teaches kol moom, any blemish, to add this restriction. It says moom, blemish, to restrict the deliberate infliction of a moom. And it says kol moom, any moom, to teach an additional restriction against causing a moom, even indirectly. So the Rav suspiciously questioned the Kohen on Yantav on how his Bechor happened to develop a natural blemish on his ear that looked like an indentation of a kazoo and why fig remnants were on the other blemished ear, while his group of Talmudim went to get an animal to be shacked and divided on Yantav. 
which reminds us, the Mishnah say that even when no arrangements have been made prior to Yantiv, an animal may be selected, shechted, and divided on Yantiv if all the financial arrangements are left for after Yantiv. They want to ask how they ascertain the price of the already shechted and distributed animal. And Rav answers, maybe Before shechting on Yantiv, the butcher brings two comparable animals and places them one beside the other and tells members of the group to observe that this animal is like that one in value. So once again, the Rav suspiciously questioned the Kona and Yantiv on how his Bechor happened to develop a natural blemish on Azir that looked like an indentation of a kazoo and why fig remnants were on the other blemished ear while his group of Talmudim went to get an animal to be shafted and divided on Yantiv. Right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.